Thank you for standing by, and welcome to the Eargo Second Quarter 2021 Earnings Conference Call. At this time, all participants are on a listen-only mode. After the speaker's presentation, there will be a question and answer session. To ask a question at that time, please press star, then one, on your touchtone telephone. As a reminder, today's conference call is being recorded. I will now turn the conference to your host, Mr. Nicola Dico, Vice President, Investor Relations. Please go ahead. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Ergo Second Quarter 2021 Earnings Conference Call. The press release and slides to accompany this call are available on our Investor Relations website at ir.ergo.com. Please note we have also provided supplemental historical financial information at the end of the slide presentation. As a reminder, both this live call and a digital replay will be available on our IR website. Joining me on today's call are Christian Gormson, President and Chief Executive Officer, and Adam Luponis, Chief Financial Officer. Christian and Adam will provide prepared remarks, and then we will open the call to Q&A. Before we begin, I'd like to remind you that some of the matters discussed in the conference call will contain forward-looking statements regarding future events as outlined in our slides. We wish to caution you that such statements are based on management's current expectations and beliefs, are forward-looking in nature, are subject to risks and uncertainties, and actual events or results may differ materially. The factors that could cause actual results or events to differ materially include, but are not limited to, factors referenced in our press release today, as well as our filings with the SEC. We will also be discussing non-GAAP financial results on today's call. Please refer to today's press release and slide presentation for full GAAP to non-GAAP reconciliation. With that said, I will now turn the call over to Christian. Thank you, Nick, and good afternoon, everyone. Our business continued to outperform in the second quarter as we again executed on several very significant operational milestones. To name a few listed on slide five, delivered robust revenue growth of 44% year-over-year. We completed the initial launch of Ergo 5, our most revolutionary product ever. And we completed the acquisition of a web-based hearing screening technology called Clementine, which I will discuss more in a moment. Before turning the call over to Adam, for a more detailed review of our financial performance, I will first briefly highlight our revenue and volume growth drivers and then elaborate on the strategic benefits of the milestones I just summarized. Starting with revenue growth, we achieved another quarter of robust growth with revenue up 44% year over year, despite a particularly challenging comparison to the second quarter of last year when we benefited from the early 2020 launch of HiFi and from the significant acceleration of our insurance business. This performance was also against the backdrop of a second quarter 2021 cable TV viewership in the 50-plus demographic that was at a five-year low. In the second quarter of 2021, we also delivered cross-system ship growth of 39% and recorded a return accrual rate of approximately 24.1% representing an improvement of three points year over year. Revenue growth in the second quarter was once again supported by continued penetration into the insurance market. We were also pleased to grow cash pay volumes both year over year and sequentially despite lower media viewership in the quarter. Turning now to slides six and seven, we're incredibly pleased and excited to have launched Ergo 5 on schedule with initial shipments occurring late in the second quarter 
to select repeat customers, and a full commercial launch on July 13th. Yergo 5 is the smallest in-canal rechargeable device we've ever produced. The device operates on a completely new platform across hearing instruments, charger, and mobile app, and delivers significant sound quality and feedback cancellation improvements over an already impressive Neo Hi-Fi. Most notably, Yergo 5 introduces a key feature that we're very excited about, our all-new SoundMatch technology. Through our proprietary in-situ hearing screen and profile adjustment capabilities, SoundMatch provides customers the ability to assess their hearing loss in real time using the hearing aid itself, either by themselves or while conducting a telecare appointment with one of our licensed hearing professionals. This is accomplished by test tones that are emitted through the device to assist the user in establishing their hearing profile and personalized recommendations based on the results. Customers can then further self-calibrate their devices or work directly with our licensed hearing professionals to remotely make needed adjustments in real time. This is a new level of consumer experience, making an already easy-to-use product even easier while delivering the highest level of personalization. Our Yergo 5 awareness generation strategy leverages media tools across multiple digital and traditional offline channels. We've also initiated robust direct marketing to existing Yergo customers, following two quarters of limited repeat customer marketing, offering a unique opportunity for current customers to own our latest generation product. All of this has driven strong early commercial traction of Yergo 5. We believe we have created a solution that puts customers first and provides them with the tools that they need to address their hearing loss within minutes without the barriers of clinic visits, high costs, and obtrusive design. We look forward to further shaping the future of hearing with Yergo 5. Moving to slide eight. We're very pleased to have completed the acquisition of assets from Clementine, a developer of web-based hearing screening solutions for approximately $2.9 million in the second quarter. Clementine offers remote audiology solutions and self-administered hearing screen technology to consumers with an online tool, as well as a kiosk to screen hearing in physical settings. Clementine's online hearing screen is currently integrated on the Eargo website and is utilized as part of our free online hearing assessment. We believe integrating this technology with Eargo's telecare infrastructure will further advance our core mission of making it easier for consumers to assess their hearing, consult with hearing professionals, and purchase Eargo in the most seamless and convenient way possible. As part of its acquisition, we're also adding Clementine's high-quality R&D and software engineering talent to the Ergo team. Our immediate focus is to further optimize the Clementine technology and obtain FDA registration for the kiosk in 2022, followed closely by initial commercial testing. Therefore, we expect acquisition to have no impact on 2021 revenues and to modestly increase 2021 R&D expenses. Lastly, and before turning the call over to Adam, I want to briefly touch on last month's executive order from the Biden administration promoting competition in the American economy. As a reminder, 
This executive order directs the Department of Health and Human Services to consider issuing proposed rules within 120 days for allowing hearing aids to be sold over the counter. As another reminder, EARGO is not an OTC hearing aid, as this regulatory category does not yet exist. However, we applaud the executive order and support the Biden administration's efforts to increase access to hearing aids and lower costs for consumers. EARGO's mission is to increase consumer access to high-quality, virtually invisible hearing solutions and help more people hear better while doing so at approximately half the cost of hearing aids purchased through a traditional audiology clinic. While the specifics of the proposed legislation are still pending, Yergo has since inception been providing the type of consumer-friendly hearing care experience we believe the industry has needed for decades. As we look at the future of the hearing industry, we believe we're well positioned for the future of how consumers will solve for their hearing loss. Let me now turn it over to Adam for his review of our financial results. Thanks, Christian. Given Christian's discussion of revenue drivers, I will start with growth systems shift. As a reminder, we define a system as two hearing aids, a charging case, and starter accessories, shipped as a single unit. Second quarter 2021 growth systems shift were 12,548, up 39% year over year. The year-over-year change was driven by strong performance of our data-driven approach to demand generation, national advertising, and increased penetration of the insurance market. Second quarter 2021 return accrual rate was 24.1%, compared to 27% in the second quarter of 2020 and 23.2% in the first quarter of 2021. Moving to non-GAAP gross margin and non-GAAP operating expenses. Our discussion of financial metrics at the gross margin line and below will be on a non-GAAP basis, which excludes stock-based compensation expense. Please refer to our GAAP to non-GAAP reconciliation included in today's earnings release. Second quarter non-GAAP gross margin was 72.3%, compared to 67.3% in the second quarter of 2020. The year-over-year gross margin expansion was primarily due to a decrease in sales returns as a percentage of gross system shipped and lower cost of goods sold per unit. Second quarter non-GAAP sales and marketing expenses were $20.0 million, or 87.4% of net revenues, compared to $10.7 million, or 67.2% of net revenues in the second quarter of 2020. The increase was driven by expanded investments in demand generation against the backdrop of a significantly lower media viewership and planned launch costs associated with Ergo 5. Non-GAAP research and development expenses were $4.0 million, or 17.7% of net revenues, compared to $2.1 million, or 13.3% of net revenues in the second quarter of 2020. Non-GAAP general and administrative expenses were $6.3 million, or 27.5% of net revenues, compared to $3.0 million, or 18.9% of net revenues in the second quarter of 2020. On a GAAP basis, we also experienced an increase in G&A due to higher costs associated with operating as a public company. Non-GAAP net operating losses the second quarter of 2021 was $13.8 million, compared to a non-GAAP net loss of $5.1 million in the second quarter of 2020. Moving to the balance sheet, we had cash and cash equivalents of $179.4 million at June 30, 2021. 
I'd now like to turn to the audit and process by our largest third-party payer referenced in today's press release. The payer accounted for approximately 80% of our gross accounts receivable as of June 30th, 2021. As a result of the audit, claims submitted to the payer since March 1st, 2021 have not been paid, increasing our net accounts receivable balance to approximately $15.4 million as of June 30th, 2021. Approximately $10 million, or roughly half our total cash burn this quarter, is due to the claims that have not yet been processed. We are in active discussions with the payer and continue to work towards conclusion of the audit, but wanted to provide this level of transparency given the increase in accounts receivable. Now turning to guidance. Due to the continued momentum in our business and confidence in Go 5 driving consumer demand, we are raising full-year 2021 net revenue guidance to $93 million to $96 million up from $89 million to $93 million. We expect revenue growth in the second half of the year to be primarily volume-driven. Looking at revenue cadence for the remainder of the year, we expect modest sequential growth in Q3 with the majority of our sequential growth in Q4. Moving to gross margin guidance, we're reiterating gap gross margin guidance between 68 and 71%. We are also reiterating non-gap gross margin guidance of between 70 and 72%. I would now like to turn it back to Christian for summary closing remarks. Thanks, Adam. To reiterate, we're pleased with our performance in the second quarter, particularly against the backdrop of a very challenging media viewership environment, and feel confident in the momentum of our business into the second half of the year. Key revenue growth drivers in the back half of the year include the full commercial launch of Year Go 5, the continued scale-up of TV and other national advertising, and the potential for continued growth of insurance customers. When you take a step back and look at what is going on in the hearing industry, we feel the winds of change are blowing in our direction as a company that is revolutionizing an industry. Ergo is the only sizable D2C hearing aid company with true national visibility, So we have a unique opportunity to educate the payer, consumer, and regulatory communities about how the hearing aid industry actually works, including the challenges consumers face in accessing and paying for quality hearing aids. We believe the pending OTC draft language, as well as the stated desire of the current administration and the U.S. legislature to broaden Medicare coverage of hearing aids, could not have come at a better time. Additionally, telecare has permanently become a fixture in the way healthcare is delivered, giving us another competitive advantage. Yergo is reducing the barriers for consumers to access FDA-registered Class 1 and 2 hearing aids in a regulatory-compliant way, and we feel better than ever about our competitive position to help more people hear better. That concludes my prepared remarks, and I would like to turn the call back to the operator for Q&A. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, as a reminder to ask a question, you will need to press star then one on your telephone. To withdraw your question, press the pound key. Again, that's star one to ask the question. Please stand by while we compile the Q&A roster. Our first question comes from the line of Bob Hopkins with Bank of America. The line is open. No, thank you, and uh, good afternoon. Um, I appreciate all the all the detail there. I guess two two questions. One is um, about this this quarter, since it was kind of the quarter before 
the, the, the launch, the big launch of the, the uh, Ergo 5. Um, did you guys sort of tone down promotion this quarter? Um, or could you just talk about, you know, the promotion you had this quarter versus last? And the reason I asked the question is that, you know, just, you know, the magnitude of the, the beat you guys had this quarter was a little less than you've had in previous quarters. I just want to understand the dynamic uh, from you guys, uh, you know, given the launch timing. Bob, uh, thank you. Uh, it's Christian here. <laughs> so uh, we did not tone down our media, right? We, you know, we, we saw, as we also mentioned, right, you know, a, a change in media behavior. You know, w- we knew that we were going into an important launch here for Vehicle 5. And we also know that we're sort of trailblazing in terms of creating a real position in the market. So, so we kept our media, and that's also reflected in our investment in sales and marketing throughout uh, the quarter. And, and it is true, back to promotions, we were running, you know, leading into the summer, you know, the Mother's Day, the Father's Day promotions, uh, as we also did last year. So we were running sort of a similar promotional schedule um, along with, you know, a continued investment into the media to continue to drive the business. And, you know, as, as we stated, we're pretty proud to deliver with 44% growth on a, on a pretty tough comparative quarter. And, you know, the final point is, you know, we didn't have the benefit in, in this quarter either of any kind of repeat orders, right? So, so on that backdrop, that, that was sort of the logic. Okay. Okay. Got it. And then the, the follow-up, I, I did want to ask maybe a little bit more about the, uh, the accounts receivables, just to understand how much, you know, uh, when does that resolve, what, um, what needs to happen, um, uh, you know, and how to, you know, and, and do you feel comfortable on, you know, on, on the amount of cash you have coming in as a result? Just want a little more color on that. Thank you. No, no absolutely. I'll hand this one off to, to Adam, but, you know, I think one, one thing that's really clear here is, well, we're in the process of really changing how you deliver hearing aids. Uh, so, so we see that the audit in that light and actually also applaud the efforts here uh, to, to really understand how we can, you know, continue to deliver, you know, a better experience ultimately for members. But Adam, more specifically here. Yeah, no, and Bob, look, these kind of audits are in, on claims are pretty common, particularly given the growth in our business. Um, we believe all the claims we submitted are valid, reimbursable. And we have a, you know, had a very productive call even this week with the, uh, with the, with the payer. And we're confident, you know, we're able to provide them all the requested documentation. Um, of course, you know, we, you know, I can't speculate onto where, where the claims will, uh, whether they will absolutely be processed or not. But ultimately our expectation and guidance is based on a positive outcome. And uh, we'll keep everybody posted as we learn more. Okay. Thank you. Do we have any further questions? I'm happy to keep going. <laughs> I, I, I know you're off. <laughs> I guess you can sneak in another one if you have one. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I mean, in, in terms of the uh, the launch, can you just talk about the, the guidance increase? And was that based on just base business trends or early signs from the launch? Um, you know, just what, what drove you to raise the, the guidance there? And just maybe if you could quantify any of the initial reception to the launch, that would be helpful. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. That was the question we were, we were, we were hoping for. Uh, you know, 
we, we've always been really excited about Eargo 5 because we do think it's a transformational opportunity, not just from a product point of view, but also how we deliver our telecare. I think we, what we've seen, you know, you know, post-launch has been, you know, and, and remember this was, in, you know, sort of in the middle of July that we came out. We are seeing, as expected, an increase in, you know, repeat customers. And we're, we're, and I think more excitingly, you know, the feedback we're getting from repeat customers is overwhelmingly positive around the sound quality, the experience, the fact that we've removed some of the challenges with prior products. Uh, so, so that feels great. The other piece of feedback that we're getting is really around now it's not just an Eargo product anymore. It's actually a system. You know, the fact that we have now much more mobile app integrations and, you know, basically providing more user controls, which was the whole plan. But but obviously that, that also gives us the confidence to go out and increase our guidance uh, for the full year. Again, we, we have not rolled out Eargo 5 to all segments of our business. It's focused on repeat and cash pay. Um, and that's where we're sort of focusing the attention. This is a platform that we want to continue to roll out, and that's why we see the real acceleration, as we've also seen in prior years in Q4, uh, where we have the opportunity of the holiday buying and so on. And by then, we want to be, you know, fully rolled out. But, but you know, it's a very strong beginning, and that's, of course, also giving us the confidence to increase our guidance. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Robbie Marcus with J.P. Morgan. Your line is open. Oh, great. Uh, thanks for taking the questions. Um, so it's been about, you know, with, with a little sequential growth in, in third quarter, it'll be about four quarters in the 22 to $23 million range. So maybe just walk through some of the drivers that start accelerating sales, you know, whether it's more repeat customers or how to think about the impact of, of Eargo 5 on sales or pickup in, in um, insurance sales. How do we think about, um, you know, some of the drivers moving forward? And, and is this really the pattern we should think about um, in future years, or is this a little different because of the, uh, the significant uh, Eargo 5 launch? Thanks. Yeah. No, no, no. Well said. Uh, I think you know we saw a step change in our business uh, happen already in Q2 of last year, right? Uh, Q3 and then a very strong Q4 of 2020. And then, and you're right. Since that, you know, you now also have Q1 and Q2 more in line with with Q4, which is probably the you know the seasonality that that, that we've seen um, in the business also historically. Clearly, the drivers that that are sort of taking another sequential step up from where we were in Q2 is, you know, the year ago five launch really focused on the repeat customers, right? And then that's what we're leaning into in, in Q3. On the insurance, on the general cash pay, you know, we're, we're sort of keeping our media investments, you know, roughly in line uh, with where we've been. And then with Q4, we're, we're having the promotional activities. Also, please note that this is, um, something we're really proud of. First of all, we launched Eargo 5 at the same price as prior generation. We're not running any introductionary offers or anything to sort of to artificially push demand. So where we were running a lot of promotions in 
Q3, Q4 last year, Q1, Q2. We're running no promotions right now uh, because we believe that's where we want to take the company. That's, of course, also building up more powder. We've seen historically Q4 come in very strong from a consumer behavior point of view that benefits our business model. Um, so those are really the drivers, and, and that's how we're sort of looking, and I think we sh- you should also be looking at it. So, so we feel really good leaning into that, especially given where we're running the business right now in Q3. Great. I appreciate that, Christian. And, um, you know, maybe another uh, financial question. Another great quarter of, um, you know, low to improving return rates. How do we think about what Yergo 5 can do, both on, on the return rate and also on the cost of goods, as it it should help um, you can reuse some parts and I believe has a lower uh, bill of goods in it? Uh, we yeah. appreciate that. Thanks a lot. Yeah, sure. I would say, Ed, you know, I'll have Adam run through the details here, but, you know, this has clearly been part of the whole design process. You know, this is a product that's designed to be easier to use for the customer and benefit more people, right? We have not factored any of those things into return rates, just to be clear, and into our guidance either, right? So, you know, we want to see it work out. And needless to say, we feel good about the beginning. Typically, what we've seen in the past is when we launch a new product, we always have a lot of, you know, we typically see a small spike in returns, repairs, because of how to work and support a new product. We're definitely seeing that better than we have historically. Uh, I think we're also a more mature organization driving better support. But please remember, and I know Adam's going to mention this now, you know, one of the things effects we'll see short term is, you know, given that we don't have our refurbishment program up and running, we don't have inventory of return products, right? That's going to artificially, that's going to drive more cost, right? And again, we're also working through sort of initial buys of components and so on that were bought at a higher price. So the, you know, the total bomb cost is going to come down over time. But of course, we'll be seeing a short-term negative impact. Sorry, Adam, for taking all your thunder here. I know you no. have a little bit more to add. No, no I think we'll say, Christian, Robbie. I, I just add more color to that. Um, you know, we are very proud of the uh, you know the, the mid twenties on our RFC rates and you know twenty-four percent in Q two. We haven't modeled in our guidance um, that improving in in the back half of the year. Obviously, we are um, uh, encouraged by the early signs of the Ergo Five launch, but we won't have a strong signal to that probably in the return rate, even as we close Q3, but we'll, we'll, we'll keep you guys posted as we learn more. I think for the COG side of things, um, we definitely see a path to COG's improvement as well as uh, um, and gross margin improvement, obviously, with that. But it's going to take a bit of time in terms of Q3 will be, as Christian mentioned, the prototypes parts flush through, and we won't really see the benefit from refurbishment until we get into Q4 and fully into Q1 of next year. But we're on track or maybe running slightly ahead of where, where I was thinking we'd be in terms of a refurbishment capability. So feeling really good about it. It just takes a couple quarters to activate. Great. I uh, appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Robbie. Robbie. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Larry Beagleson with Wells Fargo. Your line is open. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking the question. Can you hear me okay? Absolutely. I'm clear, Larry. Good. Good. Christian, um, maybe just one follow-up on the uh, the, the audit. Um, 
you know, the insurance channel is obviously uh, important for you. Are you are you willing to disclose who the insurance company is? I assume this is the government. Um, you know, can you disclose any more uh, on, on why they're not paying uh, or, you know, they're, you're in this uh, negotiation and do you think you can resolve this uh, in 2021? And I had a follow-up. No, no. Um, f- f- thank you on that one, Larry. Uh, obviously, we are, we're in discussions. We're not in negotiations. So this is more, as I see it, an education of our business model and, and how our business model works differently from the classic way of distributing hearing aids. Um, given that we're in an active discussion uh, and, you know, it's a very constructive discussion, we're not disclosing the name, um, but it is a large payer. Uh, that's basically administering uh, on behalf of the federal government. So, so I think you probably know what I'm talking about on that front. So it's really right now it, it's a it's a discussion around you know and of course what they're seeing is remember other people you know basically claiming benefits are typically independent providers. So it's a lot of very small uh, and a low number of volume. We're providing all over America. Right, so we're one single provider with a high volume and hence a lot of dollars flowing through. So we see this more as, you know, they're actually doing their diligence by auditing everything we do because we do it in a different way than it's being, you know, we don't do it through a clinic, right? We do it through telecare, online experiences and phone experiences. So, so it's really this process of seeing how that fits into the sort of the traditional way of, you know, providing documentation and so on uh, for benefits. So that, that's that's the discussion. Uh, you asked about, you know, 21. Uh, you know, again, we can't speculate uh, on what the timing is going to be, but uh, that's clearly what we see an opportunity for, and, and we, we see this more as an educational process that gives us the opportunity to further broaden our insurance coverage. Got it. And, and for my follow-up, Christian, I know you have a lot going on with the launch of Ergo 5, but I'd love to hear about how you're thinking about opportunities outside of the DTC model, you know, such as the omni-channel opportunity uh, that you've talked about, um, you know, if we could see anything this year or next year. Thanks for taking the question. Uh, yeah, no, this is something we're, we, we've been laser-focused on, and then we continue to, to push and you know, that's also a big part of the rationale for, for the acquisition of the hearing screening capability and more importantly, acquiring, you know, engineers who are really specialized in this field through Clementine. So that's something we're excited about that will actually support our ability to work with partners because, again, hearing is not just a product. It's also understanding what is my hearing and we're gaining a whole new capability to do that. So we are you know, running a lot of tests, uh, experiments on the sort of physical retail side. Uh, so that's something we're looking into. In addition to education of our current payer, we are, you know, actively working across the insurance segment to f- understand how we can build it out. You know, nothing has really fundamentally changed in terms of timing on the insurance side, uh, Larry, because again, you know, there are certain windows and 22 is essentially very much locked in in terms of, you know, health plan designs, right? But we're seeing, we are continuing to see a lot of long-term opportunity on that front. On the retail, uh, that's uh, changing essentially on a day-by-day basis in terms of opening and so on. Uh, w- what's going to be happening here? 
so, so when is something going to happen? We don't think anything major is going to be changing in terms of actual distribution in 21. But, you know, OTC uh, is being discussed, right? So this is clear. There's a lot of people working. I think there will be experiments happening. Oh, I'm pretty certain there will be a lot of experiments through the through 21. But I think anything of material value and growth will not be until the new year. And that's also pretty much in sync with the OTC proposed language and so on. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Larry. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Margaret Katzer with Wim Blair. Your line is open. Hey, guys. This is Maggie Bowie on for Margaret today. Um, I wanted to, la- uh, to ask a question on the launch of Virgo 5. So, Christian, you just spoke to running the price of the product without a promotion. So I wanted to see if you could provide some color as to what the ASP for you guys looks like now. And then are you seeing more uh, consumer demand for your Ergo 5, which could also, you know, drive your ASP up for the back half of the year? Thanks. Hey, Maggie. Uh, good to have you here. No, uh, that, that's, that's, a, that's a really good question. Um, again, it's, it's really early days here um, in terms of where we are. You know, the list price is the same. You can argue we're not putting in the same level of promotion, right? Uh, again, this is, this is how we're running the business right now. So, so it's early days, but we definitely feel confident. And again, our guidance is built essentially on, on, on flat ASP, right? That uh, we feel very confident around what that implies for our guidance. Um, so, I, so I think that that's really the first point, and I just lost your second point while I was answering the question here. Apologies, Megan. Yeah, no, I was just um, asking if you're seeing more consumer demand for your Ergo 5, yeah. which could also contribute yeah. to driving that ASP up. Yeah, no, no, I don't think it's going to drive the AST up per se, but we are definitely seeing a lot of interest, right? Again, our communication is obviously focused on repeat customers because that's something that we have been, you know, holding off for a while, and and we're seeing record levels of interest, right? Uh, Within the actual cash pay uh, part of it, you know, we're seeing in terms of traffic, and of course, we, we leaned into the launch, right? Uh, and hopefully you had a chance to see some of that. We had a great partner in, in NASDAQ who were also, you know, you know, we were on time, you know, we were on Times Square, we were on all the billboards. So yes, we've seen, you know, a, you know, a growth in traffic, you know, online traffic, right? Web visits, we've seen a growth in phone calls, right? Uh, as expected to be fair around the launch, and that's all factored into our guidance. Great, thank you. And while I know you guys just launched um, Ergo 5, I've always, you know, got a slide one in about the future. So, you know, you guys have talked about launching a, a next-generation device each year. So what can we expect in 2022? Can it be um, something like a software update to to a new device or given the software and hardware launch of Ergo 5? And how impactful can that next-gen product be to growth in 2022? Yeah, no, no, uh, you know, I kind of look at 21 as a sort of as a reset year based on a very tumultuous uh, 2020, right? Um, That also impacted our launch timing, uh, as we indicated as part of our IPO. Uh, We will definitely have a 22 launch also in the first half. Um, So, you know, we have built the ability to continue to deliver product innovation, which is, you know, core to our strategy. 
And one of the things that gets me really excited is exactly what you're tuning to. You know, remember that a core feature set of Yergo 5 is that we're, we're bringing much more of the algorithm firmware capabilities in-house. That's driving the strong performance of the current Yergo 5 product in terms of, you know, feedback cancellation. We have a lot of opportunities to continue to make real meaningful audibility uh, improvements, and, and that's clearly the area that we'll see. We, we are, you know, and I think you know our sort of roadmap strategy, always looking at what can we do from a design point of view, hardware, right? What can we do from an audio processing point of view, uh, i.e. algorithm? And also, what can we do sort of from a mobile app interaction? And with Ergo 5, we're already seeing much more mobile app engagement than we've seen with the prior families. So, so we're, we feel confident that what we can bring out in 2022 is going to be a meaningful uh, and valuable, you know, upgrade uh, to the product experience, right? And, and that's what we constantly are striving to do. Great. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. I'm showing no further questions in the queue. I will now turn the call back over to Nick for closing remarks. Thanks, Operator, and thanks, everyone, for joining us today. That concludes the second-quarter Ergo conference call. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes today's conference call. Thank you for your participation. You may now disconnect. Everyone have a wonderful evening.